without further ado, introduce our panel for this morning's preview. Ron Duffersey, good morning to you again. What about that calendar swimming laps? How good? What was the splash pool, was it? <laughs> it's empty now. <laughs> uh, excited for this card, aren't we? Yes, we are. No, no, we're looking forward to um, seeing how far the tab are going to grind us in with these prices of these things we like early in the morning and see what eventuates after nine. So um, the market's pretty stabilised now, so it'll be interesting to see what the big boys want to do from here on in. Brad Gray, good morning. You would have been out for a 10k jog already today? No, absolutely not. I still would have been in bed if I wasn't on radio, to be honest. Um, <laughs> At least you're honest, I suppose. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, what about these favourites? Aren't they cuddling them to this point? National Cuddle oh. Favourite Day. But uh, an important race day for a lot of these horses, of course, is a stack of first-uppers. So I imagine there's a lot of troll pervs out there that are up and about because a few of these are ready to hit the ground running. Do you want to cuddle too, mate? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind one. A bit okay. lonely here. The girls are out of dancing, so home alone. Oh, you're home alone. How good. Hunting oh. them out early. That's right. Yeah, get, rid of, get rid of them nice and early and we'll see if they come back later. You behave yourself on your own there, buddy. Uh, Andrew Hurley, uh, good morning to you, mate. Yeah, good morning, fellas. Uh, yeah, good days racing is. And I uh, love this time of year oh, for so many reasons, but the amount of races that will impact markets uh, on future races makes it you know, just as intriguing. I can tell you we've got three odds on favourites uh, this afternoon. They have been wanting to get stuck into Buenos Notches uh, since the opening whistle on Wednesday afternoon, and it's now into the red. And, of course, we see the... Uh, second golden slipper favourite go around in the first in the shape of Switzerland. We most certainly do, mate. Um, Brad, before we get into it, soft six, four metre rail. What are you sort of forecasting today? That Peno's 5.55. Yeah, it's a tricky one to label, isn't it? Because if we're talking an upgrade to a good track, I'd expect it to play pretty fair. But if it does still have a bit of juice in it, Every chance they get a couple off the fence. So all lies on the first couple of races. Of course, we don't kick off until 12.30, so still a little bit of drying conditions to go until then. So um, I can't give you a definitive answer. We'll just keep the powder dry and, and see what happens come the first. Race one hurls is the uh, Coolmore Piero Plate, 1100. Yeah, and Excel indeed is uh, a scratching. Three by two, Excel indeed, rather. Three by two, so it gives us a Shangri-La Express, 2.40 second favourite. Switzerland, eighty currently for the Golden Slipper, an $8 chance. 126 for Giovanna, enriched at $10.51. Tardelli, Extreme Diva at 23 and Fly Fly, $13. Switzerland and Shangri-La Express, I think it's going to be a two-horse race. Yeah, the market certainly says that's the case, doesn't it? So, advantage Shangri-La Express, at least on the map, particularly with the scratching of the stalemate, Excel indeed. So, he should own the race from in front. Where do you go to thereafter? I guess it's always with some reluctance to nail down a speed map with a great degree of certainty, given they're so lightly raced, and there's a few debutants here. But from what we've seen in the trials, you'd think Enriched wouldn't be too far away. Extreme Diva should hold a position, uh, and then we'll just leave it in the cable hands of James McDonald. He'll settle... Switzerland, I imagine, the second half of the field, but he won't be too far away, given there's not many runners here, Duff. Uh, yeah, look, um, putters usually love a leader um, to back early in the day, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe they're closer in the market uh, come jump time. I'm leaning Switzerland's way. He, he just looks a natural. Um, there's always been a rap on him. He delivered at his first start. He, you know, he, he just got hampered to the straight. Loved the way he just asserted himself and pushed through the gap and went on with the job late. So I'll lean his way to beat Shangri-La Express, who 
we were all talk, talking about him being the Golden Slipper favourite after his two wins, and he's done nothing wrong since. He's had his two trials. Um, I don't have to tell you how well the stable's going, but he gets his chance to put his name back in the uh, in high amongst the, the good ones here. Fly, fly. I know it didn't run any time, but, jeez, the way she accelerated and quickened and lengthened in that trial. And this race is open for an upset, and she is the, the dark horse here. And Scream Diva, she's only little, but I thought she did enough in a very, very fast race, and she maps well here, and that's not knocking enriched his trial. You know, his trial is just only a slightly inferior to Shangri-La Express. Two, one, eight, and seven. Yeah, I've gone the other way. I've gone one, two, four, and eight, just leaning on the map here. He's going to be hard to chase down from out in front. And you're 100% right, Duff. Once upon a time, we're talking about Shangri-La Express as the benchmark two-year-old. We haven't seen him uh, since then. Of course, a couple have overtaken him uh, with the likes of Stormboy in Switzerland appearing whilst he's been on the, been on the side of the lines, but he's done absolutely nothing wrong. Uh, he was dominant there in the Golden Gift. He absorbed pressure early. He carved across, uh, and he was there to be beaten late, but to his credit... He was still finding at the finish. So I know you can look at his trials and think, well, he could have trialed a little bit sharper, but I think that's just his makeup. He gave it to his trial ahead of his debut, and it wasn't anything special either. So he's a racehorse, and he saves it for race day two. Switzerland, no real knock there other than the price. So he's getting in skinny in what does look to be a match race, but he couldn't have done much more on debut. He's impressive to the eye, impressive on the clock, and his strength at the end of 1,000 metres says 1,100 metres holds absolutely no fears. Enriched, uh, yeah, if you're drawing a straight line through that trial form, around Shangri-La Express. He shouldn't be too far away. He maps to get the right run, and we know the stable are extremely astute with their two-year-olds, Michael Friedman, and Fly Fly. Yeah, she is the wild card here. I didn't really know how to line her up. Uh, impressive visually in the trial. She wasn't asked to do a lot, but really closer to the line. So a bit of a market and yard watch with Fly Fly. One, two, four, and eight. Let's see what Darren's come up with. Um, he, he enjoys these two-year-old races. He's gone to Switzerland to beat one Eight and four two one eight four Darren Flindell race number one. Race two at Royal Ramwick is the midway handicap over the thousand metres, benchmark seventy two. Andrew Hurley with the market. Liberty Sun comes out two by one the deduction. Annie or Anini rather zero deduction four by four. Everyone's a star. Up the top we've got Delexo five fifty is six back to five fifty ten into nine fifty Cecil Street Lad four dollars and a very solid Rebel Dean Procrastinator fourteen fourteen Secret Spy Beat Test twenty three Marshall Music four eighty got the four sixty back to four eighty eighty one for Super Freds twenty three Lady Shenanigans. Mad Darcy's four eighty open seven fifty on Wednesday and Major Murphy thirty four dollars dollar wise. Mad Darcy's been best tried here in front of the favourite Rebel Dean. Yeah, it was a big win there first up, Mad Darcy. She'll be hoping the speed is genuine and it should be for her to get a chance to rip home over the top. A thousand metres, you'd expect a few to spear forward here. I think Marshall Music is the fastest of them and he'll eventually find the front, but. Procrastinator won't be easy to get across. Secret Spy won't be too far away, and Rebel Dean should just park up in behind the speed duff. Uh, yep, um, I, I'm tipping Rebel Dean here. I just think he cuddles up off a good speed here from barrier one. He rarely runs bad. I think back to a thousand from an inside draw is quite okay for him, and he's a very fit racehorse. So I'm, I'm happy to lean his way. I think Cecil Street Lad is a big watch here. Um, he was pretty sharp in his recent trial. I thought he could maybe even stride across with, if Marf, Marshall Music goes on with it to sit outside the lead. And I think he'll run a, a decent race fresh with um, 
some decent uh, first up form. He's a sitting bit of first up last prep. Delexo, month freshen. He was good winning at this level. Uh, two starts back. I like him back to a thousand metres uh, with that little freshen. And he is certainly in the mix. And Mad Darcy looks well fancied, doesn't she? Um, and there was no knock really from David this morning. Said she'd been trialling well. That could well be a different, even though honest last prep, she could well be a different mare this time in. Marshall Music does seem fancied here, doesn't doesn't she? Uh, doesn't he? So he was sharp, and both of his wins have been fresh as well. So the writing's on the wall that he's well fancied with the, that uh, how how hard he is in the market. Four, two, one, and thirteen. Yeah, I'm with the market here, uh, Marshall Music. So 8, 4, 11 and 13, thinking that if he runs to his fresh pattern, he's going to be hard to beat in a race like this. So there's not too many constants with a horse like him. Uh, he's a little bit rocks or diamonds, but first up, he seems to be at his most dynamic. He actually broke the track record first up uh, last campaign that the Provincials went straight to the front. Catch me if you can. Uh, and his recent trial suggests that he's come back as sharp as ever. So he'll take running down for Rebel Dean. He's the one with the depth of form. He only has to hold that form to be in the finish again. Uh, he's racing as well as ever. Uh, that, that form around our Kobe son, Tintuki, and then was good at Canterbury last time out. So uh, he'll run well from the inside gate. Just needs a bit of luck at the right time, as they all do. Lady Shenanigans, uh, he'll be hoping the track does have a bit of juice in it still come race two because he loves getting his toe in. Uh, he's always a, a bit of a quiet achiever, so if you're having a trifecta, throw him into the mix. He's got form around the right horses. And hard to ignore Mad Darcy. She's probably getting short enough now. You've got to trust that it to do what she did there first up and uh, make it back-to-back, -back, given she's a well-exposed mare. But on the dominance of that, uh, that suggests that she too finds herself in career-best form. So 8, 4, 11 and 13. Those are the thoughts of Brad Gray and Ron Duffercy. Let's see what... DF has found uh, Darren Flindell. He's 8.13.42 with his numbers. He's with Marshall Music on top number eight to beat the well-backed Mad Darcy. 8.13.42 for Darren. Race number three at Randwick is the Tab Highway. We go up to 1,800 metres this week, Hills. Yeah, we've got uh, six scratchings, but only one minor deduction, and that is for Denarau. It's one by two. Patchy Jewel scratching, Discreet Lady, Chaotic Beauty, Croatian Madame, and Reek Petit all come out, but zero deductions for those runners. Phase Angel, five fifty seven dollars Lensman. Marisi is a $9 chance. 21 competition, Like a Storm, $9. Capaldi, 23 26 Air Jordan. Temple Garden, 41 $12, Proud with Pride. Uh, Magic Pharaohs, five fifty and solid. Our favourite Brock Cafe at $5. Kenichi, 23 and Tyson's Dream at 23 This is a very quiet betting race at this stage. Lensman, uh, dollar-wise, second most popular runner uh, behind the favourite, which is at $5, Brock Cafe. Yeah, they're always hard highways, but this is next level, isn't it? 1,800 metres. Chances are plenty speed-wise. Maurice goes forward like a storm goes forward. Uh, Brock Cafe... Shouldn't be too far away, and you'd like to see Faye's Angel hold a position from the inside draw today, though. Yeah, I think she will, uh, just with that better draw at 1,800, getting around that first turn at least. Um, yeah, it does look tough, doesn't it? There's, there's just uh, Look, I think the success in backing the highway winners over the last six months is just looking for the highway form, and we've got one highway lead-up. Um, that we've got here, and I, I have to go with it. And save Faye's Angel, uh, she'll be... Much better suited with a run under her belt, 1800. At the end of last prep, she hit the 1800 highway here in a class three, and she did a good job running second that day. So, and it was a good run. There was a gap to third that day. So, I, I want to go with her for the Owens to beat Magic Pharaoh. I'm terrified of. I, I wanted to 
back him the other day, and or back her the other day, and it was just it was just she was just unwanted. So that looks to be the lead up for this for her with this in mind. So you go back prior to that, and she had lovely good consistent highway form even winning one but the markets reacted to it today there was no fluke in the win of Lensman. Um, I know he got all favours at the big odds but I don't think there was any fluke so I, I think he's right there in the mix again and I'll throw in Brock Cafe who seems very well fancied he's the different form they like here and um, look he's okay without raving at this distance range when he stepped up to this distance range last time although he was held up a little bit there and he's certainly in the mix 110 2 and 13. Yeah, it's just a matter of how you shuffle up those main four isn't it I've gone yeah. the same uh, just a bit different order I've gone the way of Magic Pharaoh just thinking that she can improve from what she did last start uh, given the setup she was four weeks between runs uh, the market wanted nothing to do with her they took their medicine from the wide gate and I think given the circumstances she ran as well as she possibly could. So this may have been a little target race. She has to run out the 1,800 metres, of course, but I don't think it'll hold any fears given how strong she's been at the end of the mile in the past. And you look at her former, uh, or two past Randwick runs, uh, both in Highway Company, and they're both fantastic. So, yeah, she runs well, uh, and you'd think from the middle draw uh, she can just park up somewhere midfield and get a chance to, to reel them in. Faze Angel, she was only first up there a couple of weeks ago, so more improvement to come. The trip holds absolutely no fears for her whatsoever. Uh, she's one out of a, a journey in the past 2,200 metres, in fact, and did race in an Oaks as a filly. So she'll run well, uh, and in well after the claim of Matty Owen, who, of course, knows the horse particularly well. Two Lensman, he's another horse that has to run out the 1,800 metres, but again, I don't think it holds any fears. He's won two of his past three. He comes here uh, as a winner of the obvious form reference, so you don't want to overlook him. And yeah, Brock Cafe, I want to take that tip. Uh, originally had Reek Petit and didn't make the field, so we'll include Brock Cafe and just take the lead that there is a bit of market confidence around for this horse. So keen to see where he fits in. 10 1, 2 and 13. Darren Flindell in race number three, the Tab Highway. 1 10 5 2. One on top phase, Angel. 1 10 5 2 for Darren. Race four. You're on the Randwick preview, Ron Duffersy, Brad Gray, Andrew Hurley. The Kiora stud handicap hurls 1,300 metres. Yeah, two scratchings here, Ruby Flyer 4x4 four four, and Starman just that five cents the win, zero the place. Cuban Royale, a $14 chance, 51 to 41, 15 rounds, 21 Danish fortune. Meritable, a 550 chance, 21 Barossa Rossa. Sizzle Manil, Sizzle Manizzle. 26 to 23, $1.90 now win chat, and Tashi 360 to 350, but dollar wise, even though uh, it's 350 and up against $1.90, win chat clearly most popular runner. You can see why that was a big win. Uh, first up, up in grade, but drops down to uh, what, 54 and a half now. Yeah, he finds a nice race, doesn't he, to make that progression. And I think one of the facts, or one of the huge facts as to why he's an odds on favourite is the map, isn't it? Uh, when he's led, He's won in the past. He's led on four occasions and he's won them all. So he should find the front. Uh, what do you do thereafter? I thought Tashi might settle outside the lead. I guess Barossa Rosa is the other candidate here, Duff. Uh, yeah, look, um, $1.90. Yeah, look, we're forced to lock in our chips at you know, Wednesday night, th early Thursday morning, and I thought he was the better of the day at odds against. You know, they're, they're going to make you pay a fine here Surely they've got to be closer together, him and Tashi here. But it is just run-of-the-race stuff where he, he gets control. He's got a good turn of speed. He was impressive. Um, he was impressive winning a midweek 72 with 60 kilos, where Tashi was good with a one-soft trial winning a Saturday 78 with 58 kilos. So 
surely someone's got to make a case for Tashi and they've got to be closer in the market. In saying that, maybe I'm just um, fishing uh, for a better price. <laughs> um, I think he'll win. Tashi's the, the big danger. Um, with 53, she can sit outside the lead here and sprint with him. Uh, Meritable is the unknown. Very good, bad, very good. Um, still got that poor winning strike rate. And Cuban Royale is terrifying here. To think he's in a race like this with a three kilo claim, we could all be there shaking our heads. I should have saved on that after the race. Eight, nine, four, and one. That a dollar ninety is top of the market at the moment. A dollar seventy-five some places. Wow. So wow, we just see where he bottoms out uh, that last five ten minutes, and we'll get the thoughts of of Tim Ryan a little bit later in terms of what he wants to do with Start this horse. Start boys. T A B. T-A-B. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> We're leading the way. Does that suggest maybe a little a little lay, lay of the day? day. Oh, yeah. They won't lay. Right. No, he doesn't lay leaders. He, no. he likes to see these things getting back and these favourites that get back. He he might lay fangirl or something. They're on a rough trot, yeah. Duff. No, no. Look, he, he's two in a two in a row, isn't it? He, he did twenty six in a row. Everyone forgets he got twenty six <laughs> in a row. Beat. That's hard to do. You know what? I think it's been fantastic for. Um, I mean, it's good marketing too because when it gets rolled, the punters love it. They're oh. giving it to the traders. Even, and even the jockeys come out, oh, the lay of the day. Yeah. Yeah. What are they worried about, the lay of the day? Even J-Mac last week, <laughs> they're, they're oh, all, lay of the day, what's doing, he said. <laughs> they're, they're, all, they're all into it. It's great promotion. Yeah, it's good. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Back to yeah, you, I'm with, him. I'm with him, guys. Yeah, win chat. 8-1, 9-4. Uh, he should dictate this race from out in front and on the strength of his first up win. He's a horse going places, isn't he? Uh, he backed it up on the clock. He, he smashed it on that occasion. And although he's still got a few little quirks, uh, that's probably exciting more than anything in that there's still some upside there. He just wanted to get things over and done with a little bit too quickly in the early stages. But once Jay Ford, who knows the horse uh, particularly well, just got him into a bit of a rhythm, it was times and margins. One Cuban Royale, you have to respect his class here. I know it's been a little while since he's won over a year. But this is the weakest race he's contested probably since he last won. So he's a nine-year-old. He's not getting any younger, but he flashed home in the Carrington Stakes behind Zoo Tiger three weeks ago. He'll need the speed to be on here, so he'll be hoping that Winchat just falls into a hole that last little bit. But I don't think there'll be too many horses stronger than him late. So inclined to keep him safe, and as the danger of $14 chance, he looks over the odds. Uh, Nine Tashi was only first up there a couple of weeks ago on the back of one soft trial, so did a good job. She has to improve again off that coming out of Phillies and Mares grade, but has found the right race to do that, and Meritable uh, looks perfectly placed out to the 1,300 metres. But... Yeah, no curveballs from me. Uh, the odds on favourite on top. 8 1, 9 and 4. Yeah, I understand, mate. Um, he looks hard to beat, doesn't he? Win chat. Uh, let's see what Darren says. He's with Cuban Royale, your second selection. He makes him a special. I think that'll be a value special for Darren today. 1, 4, 8, 9, his numbers there. Race 5 at Ramwick, and it is this uh, James Squire Expressway Stakes, 1,200 metres. King of Sparta up the top hills. Yeah, it's $2.90. Look, it's only a small field of seven, but I'll tell you what, there's some class here. Have a look at some of the past winners for this race. You've got Trapeze Artists. You go all the way back to Rangi Rangdu. Of course, one of uh, Doncaster, Lonro, Tie the Knot, Saintly. It's a good horse's race over the years. Uh, King of Spiders, the $2.90 second favourite. Went up two eighty Wednesday. <clears throat> Cold Crusher, uh, which I thought trolled awfully, uh, $10. 8.50 to $10 Golden Mile. Buenas Noches. They've been wanting to get into this since the opening whistle. Uh, we went up two fifteen, got to a dollar ninety. now one ninety five. Thirteen straight Acer. Malkovich, 16, and West of Dalby is the outsider at 61, as I said. 
uh, several times this morning. It's been very, very popular, Buenos Notches. Yeah, only small field, but good speed here, courtesy of Malkovich. He likes to roll, doesn't he? 1,200 metres, of course, a query, but uh, he'll give all runners their chance, and he'll have Coal Crusher for company. So, yeah, the rest of them will just find their feet and may the best horse win. Yeah, and he, he does look the best horse, uh, Buenos Notches. He, you know, just look at the races he's running, you know, the last preparation, the Everest, the Shorts, the, the Group 1 down the straight, Behind Imperatriz, uh, Imperatriz um, beaten half a length. So he's got good fresh form. Um, two of his three wins have been first up. It's just a lovely start off race for him. And he gets the jar out of the track and I think enough speed up front. So he's pretty well ticking every box. King of Sparta, he's a better horse these days. He's, look, he's had seven runs at Ramwick, well, a third, and a, a second and a third, as close as he's got. But I would have preferred an upgrade for him to be more competitive. He, you know, he gets through soft, hopeless on heavy, and he's better on where he can run time. So uh, if the favourite stubs his, stubs his toe, he's there to pounce with a good draw and cover. Golden Mile doesn't look fancy today, does he? He's a big, heavy horse, so maybe he's in need of the run, but he's certainly good enough, and he loves to jar out of the track as well. And I'll throw in straight Acer, who you'd expect a, an eye-catching run. to think what he did last preparation was just mind-boggling. Um, yep, looks all about number four, four, one, three, and five. Exactly the same for me, four, one, three, and five. Four, Barnos, not just, I think he wins, and I think he makes a bit of a statement here. Uh, he was so dominant first up last campaign, in a very similar race to this. Soft track, 1,200 metres, uh, and he just brushed past them, so... He's already one of the best sprinters in the country, and is this the campaign where he can take that next level and, and notch up one of those big ones? Uh, you'd think so. He's still so lightly raced. Easy to forget that he's only had the 11 starts. One King of Spider, well, he, I guess he's got the advantage of being up and running already against a largely a field of first-uppers, so a drying track uh, would suit. Three gold mile, he'll run well. I imagine he's going more so towards mile targets. Uh, he'll improve with the run and straight acer. <clears throat> Yeah, really keen to see him back at the race. I don't know where he fits in. Uh, the improvement that he made last campaign uh, was insane. And what are his targets? I'm not sure either, but I imagine everything's on the table to this point. So four, one, three, and 5. Let's see what Darren's come up with in the expressway. Four, Buenos Noches on top. Four, one, three, and 6. I'll test you out here, boys. Who won it last year, the expressway? Um, I think it was Maria Mia, wasn't it? Gold star for you, Duff. It was yeah. Maria Mia, over past two years ago. Savatiano three years ago. Other winners of the race, Elise, Trapeze Artist, Starboy Malachi, Rain Affair, Rangi Rangdu. Um, it's a, a good race, that's for sure. Race six on the program is the Triscay Stakes, and it's for Robrick Lodge. Hurls. Was it Cheer Beauty, Duff? Who? Trisco. Oh, oh, Tommy White, yeah, the White, yeah. Tommy yeah. Super Bowl. Tommy, he's got the, he's went to the Super Bowl. He must be travelling eight thousand a ticket. <laughs> I, 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 te I texted him and I said, how "What? What do you, you look at? The, yeah, go on." So, so I texted him. I said, "How'd you get? Um, how'd you get to uh, Super Bowl?" He goes through a very large loan. Oh, yeah, sure. I think he's got it stashed under the bed. <laughs> that, spri that Sprite money's finally coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Right, what, um, what, what yeah, price sorry, is thing? Sorry, I'll digress. Trisco, yeah, she's an absolute beauty. Uh, yeah, Lentia is the favourite. It's at 2.40. Now, scratching there was Revolutionary Miss 9 by 10. Uh, so we'll leave with Samana 
390 to 4, back to 390. 13, she's all class. Say Majik is a $5 chance. Alantia went up 350 Wednesday. It's gone 240 now. $11 diamond deal up. Penthouse 11 to 12, 12 to 13, either or. Miss Fabergé, a $51 chance. Alantia, been best backed all week, 350 into 240. Yeah, again, another race that promises to be truly run, courtesy of Penthouse. Speed is her asset. I think she half-ticked off that 1,200-metre box the last time we saw her at the races, and she'll have either or for company, who also, uh, as asset, is her speed. So I can't imagine there being any mucking around here in the early stages, Duff. No, no, um, either or loves a fight, so she she's not a sit-sprint horse, so they should roll along here, as you'd expect, at 1,200. Um Look, I know she's only won one race at her first start, say Majik, but geez, she's got performance. Um, loved a trial at Cranbourne. Graham wouldn't be here unless he thought she'd run well. She gets lovely cover from one, gets the right run. Uh, look, she did, you know, she did split in secret and won as notched in the Coolmore <laughs> in a past life as a three-year-old. So I, she's obviously a better mare than, um, you know, one win from nine suggests looking at the level that she's raced at. So, I'm happy to be her way. Yeah, Olentia looks very well fancied. So she wants to run on track. That will be her greatest asset here because she'll get back and do her thing charging home. Samana, she's had a five-week fresh and she toyed with them there at the Gold Coast, didn't she? So she's got a good-looking record now and has come back much better. And I'll uh, I'll throw in Penthouse, who's set to give it a little bit of cheek up front. Four, five, two and seven. Right, wow, hasn't the market caught up to Alentia here? She's really mm. cleared out as the favourite, $2.40. So I guess the punters out there are just banking on her repeating what she did first up last campaign where she was so dynamic. And that, of course, prompted Chris Wilder to suggest that uh, she's a Group 1 winner in waiting. I still think she's got that level of talent. I know you look at her form thereafter and you kind of squint to some extent, but she had excuses all the way through. Second up, she was wide throughout, and then she had a couple of horror gates, which just saw her get into a horrible position. So... Winnable race here first up, nice and fresh, 1,200 metres against the mares, sting out of the ground uh, and speed on. So a likeable setup for her to bounce back. To Samana, uh, well, she comes back in journey, which maybe is a little knock, but I guess in the context of Valencia, at least she strikes it nice and fit. She's going towards a Coolmore, so this is a bit of a gap run, but absolutely no knock uh, on the way that she's returned. She's come back better again. Same Magique, uh, found her tricky to line up, but had to be impressed by her jump out and her trial, uh, and the fact that Graham Begg threw in the deep end, particularly towards the back end of last campaign, and Penthouse. Catch me if you can from out in front. Five, two, four, and seven. Let's see what Darren's uh, tipping here in race number six, and he is with Say Majik, uh, the Melbourne visitor, 4528, with his numbers 4528 for Darren Flindell. Good morning, punters. You're on Racing HQ, Sky Sports Radio, Sky Racing, and via the Tab app this morning. We're previewing Ramwick, and we're up to race number seven. Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray, Andrew Hurley. Apollo Stakes is the seventh hurls for Petaluma, and it's a race. Who won it last year, Hurls? Um, I will tell you. Jeez, oh, did think it over win it last year? Two years ago, defending, yeah, defending champion. No, that was oh, no. two. Anima, oh, no. the big A. Yeah, Duff, okay. Duff's two out of two this morning. He's on fire. Come on, hell's lift. <laughs> Tyler Knott won it. Juggler won it. Naturalism, Sunline, Private Steer, Grand Army. It's not that on a roll, is it? Um, we've got Fangirl now. Don't shoot the messenger. She's into two dollars now. 2.25 earlier this morning. It's just uh, come right in. Uh, deductions for Samana, 7 cents to win, zero the place. 
think it over. 7.50 right throughout the week remains that quote this morning. Old Cascadian, now a nine-year-old, 16, 100 to 1 for Arapaio. Buckaroo's an interesting runner. It's been easy, 6.50 out to $10. 17 to 12, attractable. Number Joe Peak, 81. $10 Linderman. As I said, Van Girl, 225 into $2. And Militarized, 480 to $5. Yeah, Van Girl, $2. Wow. Very short now. Give the punters a chance, Wells. $2. Yeah. One of my favourites well, are getting in skinny, aren't leave they? Leave it with me. All right, see what you can do. Maybe <laughs> just wind it out. Else will sort it. <laughs> um, speed here, well, I guess it lies with Attractable, doesn't it? How quick does he want to go out in front? I don't think he's a sit sprint type, but 1,400 metres on the back of a fresh, and I can't imagine uh, it would be pedal to the metal. Lindemann won't be too far away, and I thought maybe Think It Over uh, could stride forward here, Duff, but I guess you could read that probably a couple of different ways. I think you're right. There's the, you can read it a couple of different ways. Do we want to, you know, bust him on the speed first up uh, with other targets in mind, or do we sit back and make a move when it's necessary? So Nash knows the horse well, mm. and um, yeah, I just I was just worried. He he's not a fourteen hundred meter horse these days, but he's a good horse. So look, I'm tipping Fangirl. Ugh, Two dollars. Um, that bit's got to go right for her. You've got to be a run on track. You know, I'd rather take two dollars closer to the race than now, if that was the case. Uh, but it's well, not. Can I ask you this? Would you rather take the odds on Buenos Noches or the evens, fangirl? Well, that's that's and all the you know the odds on win chat. So I'm I'm starting to think. I'd rather like, take the dollar ninety uh, one as notches than probably the odds on the other two. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I'm tipping. It's been a, a great race for Chris Waller. It's been a great race for Mares. There's no negatives. They seem very happy with her, and she has to be hard to beat. But can you mark her two dollars? Well, let's reprice her after the race and say, well, that was a luxury, or we were mad even contemplating taking that price. I think the race is all about the Waller Ford, to tell you the truth. I'm very interested in Buckaroo. Would have liked to have seen more pressure up front. I think he's going really well, this horse. Likewise with Lindemann. Uh, he's been gelded, and I just don't think he'd come up, or his mind wasn't on things last preparation. Um, latest trial was great, so no support for him is a little concerning. And militarise, probably the run he's got to have with other targets in mind, but he's just too good. To completely put the pen through, eight, four, seven, and ten for me. Yeah, I've gone eight, one, ten, and two. I'm with her. Uh, we were there on Thursday night, Duff, lamenting that we had to tip her at two dollars thirty, and now yeah. we're having to do the same. But at even money, so you're hundred percent right. If you like it, just wait. I cannot see her starting any shorter than that. In fact, I think that'll be bottom of the market, and you only get uh, better from here on in. But of course, she's the starting point. Uh, she's an absolute gun mare. Uh, we saw that. We've seen that all throughout her career, but in particular, last campaign where she went to another level again, uh, which is pretty scary for her rivals. A couple of nice trials, typical of her, wasn't asked to do a lot, just coasting through the line. We saw everything we needed to see, and if we get a drying track, uh, that's another tick. Soft, fine, uh, good, even better. So she's dynamic first up, and she's got a fantastic association uh, with James McDonald. In fact, they've only 
taste defeat once together. Uh, five times they've combined for four wins. One, think it over. You can never write off think it over. He's just such a bulldog, and he wasn't far away from Fangirl first up last campaign. That was in the Wink Stakes. And remember, he was 71 weeks between runs, so he was always going to improve plenty off that. Uh, and the fact that he meets the or he meets her here uh, with a very different setup, uh, he's had a more traditional setup leading into this, that stamps him as a genuine threat, particularly if he can just find a spot on top of the speed and just gets that in-run advantage. He won't be easy to get past. 10 militarised. He'll, of course, improve with the run as he goes towards one of his grand finals in the Randwick Guineas. But that's only three weeks away, so you wouldn't think he'd be too far off the mark. And Cascadian. Had to make a spot for Cascadian. Baldy, uh, his trial was good. Uh, he's deceptively good, 1,400 metres fresh. And if these horses are just feeling the pinch late, he might be able to just slip into the money somewhere. 8-1, 10-2. Let's see which way Darren's gone here in the Apollo Stakes. He is with Linderman. Seven on top for Darren Linderman to beat eight, ten, and one. Seven, eight, ten, one, race seven. Let's go to race number eight at Randwick. The Light Fingers for Tab, 1,200 metres. Group two for the three-year-old fillies. Yeah, of course, in secret won this race last year, so just jumping in before you ask me uh, <laughs> well, who won it last year. <laughs> Fangirl, prior to that, every rose, lit, Nikita Jane, Elise. <clears throat> These are the last five, six winners off the top of my head, of course. <laughs> uh, all right. $4 the field here. West of Dalby comes out. Two cents a win and two cents also for Ballroom Bella. Kamachi, $9, no change. Three ninety dollars to $4, tis invincible. Learning to fly, $4, has been that quote all week. Mumbai Muse, seven fifty. Eighteen Cristilli. Autumn Ballet, 18 $10 for Seal. $5 in from seven fifty. Arctic Glamour. 101 kind words. Steffi Magnetica is a $19 chance and I'm a steal. $71. Arctic Glamour has been the most popular runner all day. Uh, sorry, in this race uh, since the market opened. Learning to fly is $4, but gee, I tell you what, I'd be surprised if they didn't take it on. Yeah, well, she's going to get a long way back looking at the map, won't she? So if she's too good for them despite settling last, uh, they're cooking with gas here. But looking at the speed... Does the scratching of Ballroom Bella just leave the door ajar there for potentially Tis Invincible to stride across and get outside the lead? Because I don't think that's a nailed-on position here after that scratching. So Fasil looks to cross Autumn Ballet. Uh, I imagine Autumn Ballet gets the back of Fasil. Kamachi won't be too far away. Then you're looking at the likes of Mumbai Muse and I'm a Steel, but I don't think neither are really leading candidates. So, yeah, maybe Tis Invincible can offset that wide draw here, Duff, now. Yeah, I think you're right. And Mumbai Muse, I remember Tommy Berry winning one race on it and saying, you know, you've got to hold her up, hold her up. She's got a lethal 100-metre sprint and she's best hidden away and presented. So she'll she'll look for cover on speed. Um, Autumn Ballet will be aggressive without probably not having enough speed to start with, but she, they will be aggressive. Kamochi's will. She just naturally gets a dig in the ribs box seat. So I, I think you're right. Um, she can go forward and who knows uh, learning to fly um, only went back once and that was when she won the millennium but being first up I suppose we'll know more closer to the race with any pattern in play um, she's a very good filly I think we all know that learning to fly and I feel that uh, she's got a terrific hope I just think she's had a beautiful grounding they're not going to come here and have her half fit uh, to run first up after such a long break and she's held in such high regard and I, I look I think she will be easy in the market about 
I'll be, if you can run on, I'm, I'd probably entertain the price that I think she's going to get to. I think. What I'd price be, is that you've got in your mind? That's well, close, close five dollars. Yeah, I, look, I don't think uh, this is a very competitive race. It's going to be a good betting race. They'll back most here. So I'm thinking $5. Uh, I loved Arctic Glamour's trial, the turn of speed she shows. Look, Cheryl was, well, if you twisted his arm this morning, I, I would have thought he was more for seal than Arctic Glamour, and there's a big discrepancy in price there, um, saying that maybe she's a good filly, but she's not as wound up. But I'm happy to stay with her as the danger. Tis invincible, no knock whatsoever. Um, big push from the stable and jockey, really. And so everything's in order there. And Kamochi, how can you leave her out? Um, she is just misconsistency at the top level. And just think she's never missed a place. One win, five seconds and three thirds, all at the good fillies level. They're not the only chances. Three, nine, two, and one. Yeah, I've gone the way of seven for Seal, and certainly music to my ears this morning hearing the push there from Gerald Ryan to suggest that uh, she's nice and forward and uh, she'll give some cheek from out in front. I read it the same way. So seven, one, two, and three. Looking at the race, I thought maybe it was one of those races where you, you look for the horse that's best set up as opposed to the, to the best horse, and that's no knock on for Seal in terms of what she's done to date, but she just profiles like... She can only run well, particularly if she gets on speed favours. If the track's playing that particular way, no disadvantage to be closer towards the inside. Uh, she's going to give them all something to chase down. I'd be more confident if this was 1,100 metres as opposed to 1,200 metres. Uh, but she was so dynamic first up last campaign. She ran fast time, all beat in a benchmark 68. But she beat Jolie Star. And you go back through a form, and of course there was an occasion where she wasn't beaten far but learning to fly. So form around all the right horses and to seal the deal is the map uh, and her price, $10. I think there's enough in that to take that each-way punt. One, Komochi, she only runs well. It's the only way she knows how, and she too gets favours in the run. She'll get a lovely cosy position just in behind the speed. And then you've got the the two flagship horses, I guess, that a lot of punters are waiting to see. Two, Tis Invincible, and three, Learning to Fly. Now, both have little map queries. Tis Invincible maybe to some lesser extent now after the scratching. Uh, the horse that was likely to settle outside the lead, Ballroom Bella. But what she did last campaign was there for everybody to see. Uh, and the way she's trialled this time back suggests that she's improved again. Learning to fly, uh, yeah, keen to see her back at the race as well. So as Duff said, there's so many cases you can make right down the page. You would have loved to have included Chris Dilly at odds. I thought she did more than enough uh, first up against the older filly. So maybe if you're going wider, throw her into the mix. But I could talk for another 10 minutes on this race. Seven, one, two, and 3. We'll keep going then if you want to. <laughs> we'll run out of time. I'll, uh, spare the, I'll spare the listeners out there. I enjoyed your analysis there, mate. You're right, a lot to talk about here. What a race, guys. Uh, three for Darren, learning to fly to beat 214-3214. And the conversation will continue post this race as we look to the surround at Group 1 level in two weeks. Race number nine now at Randwick. And uh, this race is the Randford Handicap over a mile. Has been very good support here for Astadio Mustella. Hang on, who won it last year, Hells? Who won it last yeah, year? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. I was going to ask you that, and I thought, no, I'll stay in my lane. Play on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's been very good support for Astadio Mustella this morning. 460 into $3.50. Real good push there. Up and under the only scratching, zero deductions. We've got Esther Fanning up the top, 200 to 1. 51 at Mission Phoenix. Logan Street Lions, 7.50 Wednesday, now into $6.23. Perfect fort. We've got Stadio Mastella, as I said, 460 into 350. Battles on 19. Redstone Well, 480 out to 550 this morning, went up 420 
Wednesday. Louvois 17. Miracle Spin's been popular. $12 into nine fifty. Louisville 6 to seven fifty. Built 14. 21 claim the crown. Etna Rosso 151. And Mahagoni is a $26 chance. Estadio Mastella, best backed, but also very good support all week for Miracle Spin, which has been interesting. I've cheated, but Ascension beat Bazooka and Tazarov. Oh. <laughs> How funny, I was doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of sickos. That's gold, love that. <laughs> Ascension. I remember that win. Doesn't seem that far away. Ascension out in front. That's you know, right. Flies. Yeah, outstanding, Brad. Didn't Tom Melbourne win this race one year? I'm not sure. He might have. <laughs> you were his biggest fan, Duff. Yeah. Know. Who won the Piero last year, boys? Brad, don't you cheat. Okay. The first race. Big fella. Down there. Oh, yeah. The Show Cafe Millennium, was yeah, it? That's right, Duff. He's three out of three, boys, the Duff. Hasn't won a race since, has it? No. Trolled no he was at the trials the other day. He yeah. trolled well. Mm. I don't know where he fits in, but he trolled well. Big lurch. He won't jump. That's his problem. He's, just... well, he's too big. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he can't get moving. <laughs> a barrier uh, blanket can only do so much, can't it? Right. So looking at the speed here, race nine, Louvois, whenever you see him, you know it's going to be truly run. He likes to do his thing, high ball out in front. Estadio Mastala, he's got an established pattern of going forward. He's racing well from that position. Mission Phoenix, now third up. He was an improver with the shades on last time out. And there's already an early change of tactics with perfect thought to be ridden more forward. So... Interested to get your thoughts on him, Duff. He returns a gelding this time in, so a little break, and, yeah, he's got the chop. Yeah, geez, once upon a time you gelded a horse, you'd have six weeks off. He's five weeks off. He's he's had the operation. He's had a trial, so it's obviously it's a quicker process these days as far as the, the gelding operations to think he, he's only five weeks between runs. So, uh, look, he's one of mine. He's one of mine. He, he sort of... He's lost me, but he did trial... Look, I think maybe pushing him forward could work for him, but I still, yeah, I'd be dirty if he won because I've been on his back his whole career. I, I think this is a betting race here. I'm backing claim the crown and miracle spin. I just think they're they're worth a spec here. Yeah, I get it. Uh, he's drawn wide from that uh, start here, and maybe not ideal for him claim the crown. But I thought he was he looked superb in the yard there first up, too good in fact. And he will improve with the run. So I think uh, the big strat at Ramwick here is worth a spec at 20 to 1. Miracle Spin is, is should be much shorter. Is terrific this track and distance winning two back. And then uh, Matt made a case for him this morning. He wanted to be forgiving because of, he thought his sectionals were great at Flemington last time. So jar out suits him. So a race I didn't want anything to really do with. I'm forced to have two bets in the race, and probably they're the only two bets I've had so far. So comfortable with them. I think Logan Street Lion, I thought he loomed up, knocked up there in that race behind Estadio Mastala, and I think he's got enough improvement to turn the tables there. And Redstone Welby, interesting, he's going to be ridden uh, closer from that draw, and he does look uh, yeah, a little one pace, but McDonald on is, is um, appealing. Um, favourite, well, he's one divorce I've stuck with throughout my career. He, he is, uh, I sacked him years ago, but he, Joe did get him going there the other day, the Stadio Mastala, but it'll take more to get me back with him. 13, 9, 3 and 7. 
he won the other day, but it was a bit of a blanket finish, wasn't mm. it? So I guess he's short enough in that regard. Now, Astadio Mastala, but yeah, hard to knock the way he's going. I've gone the way of Miracle's spin, so you made the case, and a good case for him, Duff. And yeah, I'm on the same page. Originally, uh, I wanted to say well, there's a ridiculous discrepancy between Miracle's spin and Louisville, but that's corrected itself since. So actually beat Louisville fair and square a couple of starts ago. We saw Miracle's spin then start hard in the market. Uh, in Melbourne, where he was okay, he probably had his chance to finish a touch closer, but uh, a firm deck there in, down there in Melbourne probably didn't really suit. So freshen up since then, nice trial, 1,600 metres, good speed, find your feet and hit the line. I think he's going to be doing his best work uh, late and at around that $10 quote. I think there's enough in that to take the gamble uh, that he can overcome getting back in the run. That's his typical pattern. Redstone, well, if this was 2,000 metres, I'd be all over him. I think he's ready to win. He was fantastic there last start. His sectionals home were deceptively good. Just staying 1,600 metres third up. That is the knock. Uh, but, yeah, he's got his hoof firmly on the till. Louisville gets blinkers first time. That might just sharpen him up. A touch He's back from 2,000 metres. Maybe didn't quite get the journey after winning well the start prior. And Estadio Mastala has to be thereabouts again. And uh, he's obviously a mainstay for your quad. He's 9, 7, 10 and 5. Nice one, Brad. Uh, Darren in race 9, 5, 10, 9, 7, 5, 10, 9 and 7. He's Estadio Mastaya. Lucky last, race 10, the Shandon Garden Spritz Handicap, 1,400 metres. Yeah, I've got to pull Brad up, actually. He's given us false information. Race 9 was won by Ascension last year. Race 10 was a benchmark 78. Wasn't on the card, but think about it. Won a benchmark 88 of a 1,300, which was race 10 last year, and it was English Millennium Day. He's on the wealth of knowledge. Oh, you're a book of knowledge. I'm not sure I was wrong. I'd still no, like no, I don't think you were. You weren't wrong. <laughs> I'm just... confused here. Hence <laughs> <laughs> the silence. I'm not sure what I've been pulled up for. Maybe the the wrong race number. It wasn't the same to the race this... class. Yeah, yeah. Attention to detail, Bradley. Yeah, true. He's, he's half got you there, Brad. That that benchmark oh, race that Ascension protest. won was earlier in the day, but um, you were I'm right. I'm still firing in a protest. Dismissed. <laughs> Dismissed. Yeah, fair. <laughs> How's this map looking? <laughs> have you done the market here, Hells, as well? Or are no, you too I haven't, busy? actually. Okay. No. Come on, mate, get on with it. Potting me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Winchat comes out 17 by 12, 12 by 11, Starman, Kokoro, 5 by 6, 2 by 1, Byron, and I'm a True Star, 3 by 2. Kiss Sum at the top is an $18 chance. $4, Grisilla Styler. Dear, oh, dear. He's a gentleman, 71, 16, Mr. Coney. Time Quest, 310. has been very solid all week. Thunderlips, our favourite. 2.30 and Long Jeans 15. Well, uh, in terms of popularity, it's Thunderlips, then Grisilla Styler, and then Time Quest. I guess race has been carved up by scratchings, hasn't it? So speed-wise, Byron coming out. Uh, that's significant for your favourite Thunderlips because he looks to get a degree of control now. Uh, Miss Ciccone is versatile. She can go forward. I don't know if that's her best position. And the other speed horse here is He's a Gentleman. Uh, so he resumed for a lengthy layoff there first up, more suited 1,400 metres, and particularly if he can get his toe into the ground. So I wouldn't expect him to be too far away, but, yeah, Thunderlips gets his chance from out in front now, Duff. Yeah. Jeez, uh, they're inviting people to go home early with these last two races. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I Look, I'm left with Thunderlips here. Um, last race, Bjorn's going to run under the odds again. Benchmark 72 at home last time, but it was pretty good. Nice improvement there. Uh, well beaten in the Cabalas race first up. But, look, he's a three-year-old. He's well-bred. He's off a win. And, look, I think um, I think 1,400 will be okay for him. I think. 
Um, Dangers, Time Quest, I'm terrified of. He might be just the best horse in this race by far. I'll make Gracilla Styler. Yeah, he's got a chance. Small field, ambush late. Hope they get at each other a bit early here. And where do you go? And kiss some. Can he pull some rabbit out of the hat in a race like this? Nine, eight, three, and one. Yeah, nine, three, eight, and twelve for me. Nine Thunderlips again, short enough. Two dollars thirty. About a horse that did win at seventeen dollars at the midweeks last start. So that doesn't sit quite right with me. Uh, but you look at the makeup of this field, and it's a pretty easy transition to make, isn't it? As Duff touched on, the depth of his his form through his first up run behind Cabalas, where. Second and third came out and franked that form further. Uh, reads well for this. 1,400 beds for the first time, but you wouldn't think that holds any fears. So, uh, yeah, plenty of punters piling into last race, Bjorn. Uh, and, yeah, the market's with him. Grassel or Styler, I'd be more confident if this was Rose Hill as opposed to Randwick, one of those little anomalies that just seems to race better on his home deck. So 100 weeks between wins now, so it's been a little while, but he does come through the right sort of races. And listening to J-Mac this morning, if he's still got some fans out there, Grassel or Styler, a very good push from J-Mac to suggest that uh, he's confident that he'll be right there in the finish again. Time Quest, yeah, he's a tricky horse to get a line on because there is a potential for him to be the best <coughs> horse in the race. He's still lightly race, and the fact that he can get his toe in the ground suits. Uh, Matt Smith has pumped the brakes to some extent throughout the week, suggesting that he will improve with the run, but you've only got to go back to his first up win last prep where he beat Louisville to suggest that he is a horse that's more than capable of doing something nice and fresh here. And Long Jeans, don't really know where he fits in. Uh, again, Ed Cummings gave him a uh, a bit of a, a pump up, I guess, throughout the week, saying that don't over, overlook him, even though this is first up 1,400 metres, so he might have something. 9, 3, 8 and 12 in the last. Darren is tipping Time Quest, and he's tipping it a good thing. Special for Darren in the last. Um, so don't go home early, Duff. Uh, Darren's keen here. 8, 9, 3, <laughs> so loud. 7, boys. <laughs> 8, 9, 3, 7. What's your best bet, Ron Duffersey? Uh Look, I've locked into WinChat. I don't like the price, but yeah, we'll just leave him there. Uh, as the best bet, and I think the best value, the best play is race nine. I think claim the crown, miracle spin, level stake them, something a win on both of those. Beautiful, mate. Thanks for your help this morning. Win chat. What race is he in? Race four, number eight. Race four, number eight, and you like the two bet play in race nine, was it? Race race nine, thirteen and nine. Love it, mate. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. There's the duff. Brad Gray, your best. Yeah, Team Winchat, race four, number eight. He's still, what, $1.90 tub fixed odds, uh, and that's still top of the market at the moment. So we'll just keep the powder dry. If you haven't backed him yet, uh, just wait. And hopefully once that percentage comes down, we get a better price. So best bet, race four, number eight, and the best value, race eight, number seven, for seal. Uh, still there at around that $10. I think that's a really good bet about a filly that can only run well, albeit... It is racy, you can make a case for most of them there. But yeah, from out in front, I'd be very surprised if she wasn't somewhere in the finish. So best bet, race four, number eight, Winchat, And the best value, race eight, number seven for Seal. Have a good weekend, mate. Thanks, guys. There's Brad Gray. Thanks, Hurls. Uh, my pleasure, mate. Um, let's have a look at the jockeys' challenge this afternoon. Pretty short there is Jay Mack at $1.65. Tommy Berry, $6.750. Nashra Willer, $9 for Karen McAvoy, Jason Collett, and Zach Lloyd at 15 23 Timmy Clark, any other jockey option, 19 Now, if that $1.65 is a little bit too funky for you, you can go to sports and today's offers. Jay Mack to ride two or more. 160, three or more, four dollars, four or more, 17, and five or more, 81 dollars. Races one to six today. Ramwick, Flemington, and Eagle Farm place a win bet using your tab account. And if your horse runs second or third, you get a bonus bet back up to 50 dollars. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, call 1 800 858 858.